Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Kylie Zeal is a book coach. She wrote her first book in 2013 and wishes she knew then what she knows now about how to plan, draft, edit and publish a book, not to mention how to manage her time so the writing happens faster. That knowledge would have saved her more than two years of meandering, confusion and self-doubt. Fortunately, Kylie persevered, driven by the experience of how much books had helped her transform her life and a desire to have the same impact on others, and eventually published her book, it became a valuable asset in her business, coaching industry leaders and entrepreneurs. Hi, Kylie. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm really excited today to talk about our theme of fitting writing in when you have a day job. But first, do you want to tell our listeners a little about you and, what, and how you got to where you are today? As in how did I get to being a book coach? Yeah, just from yeah. What, what you're up to these days. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I've been a coach for over 12 years, but more recently a book coach. So, and that came about because I published two nonfiction books of my own as part of my coaching business and just realized how much I love writing and being absorbed in the world of books. And I, I went through a phase, well, actually, it's, I didn't go through a phase, I'm still in the phase of dreaming about one day becoming a full-time author, but that's quite a journey for anyone to go on. Like, it takes time to write not just one book, but multiple books and all the things that would go along with getting to the stage where you could be a full-time author. But I, I still wanted to be able to immerse myself in the world of words and books every day. And then I discovered book coaching and because of all my years of experience as a coach, it was a relatively easy transition for me, given I had also published two books. And it's been the perfect uh, job for me to do alongside my writing dreams because I still get to be immersed in world, uh, words and books all day long. It's great, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? When you have that real desire to write or, and it can be in any form, kind of, it doesn't just have to be in books, authoring books and things. It could be anything, blogs, it's that passion that you have for it and you really want to do it and you miss out. You feel like you're missing out when you don't get time to do it, which mm. I suppose is why we're talking about this particular theme today of fitting writing in when you have a day job, because it could be mm. a day job where you're an employee or it could be you've got your own business, but you just don't get time to do that writing. So mm. I think that's really important that we talk about that and how you would suggest, you know, that we get through that. Mm, yes, because I know that's one of my things that I often say, like you can write a book even if you have a day job. I, mean, I did it with two books actually. Uh, and it's it's the case for, well, all, all authors starting out just about. There'd be a rare that there'd be an author who doesn't have a day job when they're first starting out. And the authors that we know so well that are really famous and make a lot of money from writing books, they still started in the place of needing to have a day job to go to every day. So how did they find the time to write their books? And some of it's the stuff that we know, but we're not necessarily good at actioning. Like you literally have to make the time. You have to apply 
discipline. You have to, for some people, get up at five in the morning and get a couple of hours done before you can, you know, start the day with the family at 7am, which is not me, by the way, right? I know that that's not going to work for me. I I was never going to be getting up at 5am in the morning to write. So whatever it is, depending on your personal style, it's about finding a way that it's going to work for you. And then to give you some more practical ideas around that, it's about then breaking the large task of writing a book into manageable chunks. And that's a big part of what I do with people as a book coach is I take what seems like a really big task. And if you think of it as a big task, you don't often even start writing because you can just see what it's going to turn into and you can literally find yourself one day swimming in words and then people suffer from this thing that they call writer's block and everything else just gets in the way and it suddenly becomes very easy to put your manuscript to the side and there it might lay for the next three, four years, maybe forever. And so we need to take this big mammoth task and and break it down into manageable chunks. So what I often do with my clients is just start with the blueprint. Like it's the book blueprint and it's the task that gets you ready to write the book while knowing what it is that you're writing. So I I often sign clients up with the book blueprint package and, I, and I'm clear with them. I said, at the end of this package, you won't have, st- technically, you wouldn't have even started writing your book. We're doing all of the planning so that when you can go ahead and just write your book on your own because you know where you're going, or they may choose to continue working with me and I, I work alongside them as they keep writing. But we start by just getting the first step called the book blueprint down. And that covers, I'm talking a lot here. <laughs> Do you want me to just keep going, man? That's okay. I was actually going to just mention that because it's quite interesting that you're saying that the blueprint, because I know when I wrote my book, there was a couple of things that came up for me when you were just talking then is one, the time when would I do it? And two was what would I be writing? And so what really Mm -hmm. helped me is to, okay, I'm going to, I was very lucky because in my own coaching business, I decided to do right. I want to write it in three months. So I'm going to block out every morning, Monday to Friday and do the book in the morning and do my business in the afternoon Mm -hmm. but the only way I was able to do that was having the structure was having all that you know plan that planning done first that when I went into writing I was straight into writing it Mm -hmm. was definitely a need to get that blueprint done first wasn't it so it's important having the blueprint to really you know if you want to do the writing in say maybe a shorter period of time it's important to really have that structure and planning done first isn't to make that an easier transition I suppose of finding the time to actually write the book yeah It definitely has to happen at some point in the writing process. So I'm a big advocate for doing it at the beginning. And that's partly because I've been through the experience of not doing it at the beginning and and reaching a point where I am swimming in words. I I don't know which way is up or down with my pages. It's there's so much content and how, where do you even begin? There's, there's this kind of feeling like, where do I even begin? And I did get through it eventually and, and, and got it into order, but it took a lot longer than if I had done it at the beginning. And so I'm a big advocate for doing that work 
at the beginning. And it's not that hard when you know what work is required and, and you know what it's worth. Right? And, and usually that comes from the experience of going through it like I did or just having trust and faith when I tell you this is what will happen or is likely to happen. The exceptions are the really famous pantses. I don't know if you've heard of plotters versus pantses in the writing world. I have not. You're, you might <laughs> often get asked, are you a plotter or are you a pantser? And a plotter are the people who will plot out the story. They do all the planning and the pantsers are the people who write by the seat of their pants, right? And they just, who knows where it's going to end up. And I guess it's more of a spectrum than either or. And, and I think one of the most famous pantsers is Stephen King. Like he doesn't know where he's going when he starts writing. And, and one of the women that I trained with in my, in the early stages of my writing, she does pantsing and and they're just really innately gifted, talented writers in a way that I'm not. And I'm going to, inevitably, I'm going to write myself into a hole that I then have to find my way out of somehow. And yeah, it's not, it's not pretty. <laughs> I think that's so interesting. I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up because it's not mm-hmm. something I've heard of before. I mean, the concepts, I suppose, of some people are able to just write and go with it. But really, I find that really hard to understand because for me, I'd have to put it out because I'd have to know where I was going. And I think if I was, I think maybe that's why sometimes you would get writer's block. Is that where something writer's block might come up if you're not planning, if you're a planner? Uh, writer's block can come up for all kinds of reasons. And, yeah, it can come up for with overwhelm, which I think would be connected to what you're saying. Um, writer's block. Yeah, I don't, personally, I don't believe in writer's block. You know, you hear the joke where people, you know, if you're a doctor, you can't say I've got doctor's block and just not do your work that day. Like you have to find a way to do the work that you've got to do. But because it's this thing called writing, we're like, I've got writer's block. I mean, it's a really rare exception where I've heard of really experienced writers talking about having the experience of writer's block. But most of the time it's just lack of strategy, lack of planning, lack of confidence, lack of time management creates this feeling where you can't write forward. And we call that writer's block. Like it's some unique thing as opposed to a symptom of a deeper cause. If, um, I mean, I know some people, because I do a lot of behavioural profiling, I know some people are big picture people and others are more into the detail Sometimes I think if they get stuck in the big picture, they don't know the detail and that's why sometimes they can't move forward. So I'm wondering if that might come in too or they're thinking, oh, I have to write a thousand words today. But if they just started with one sentence, maybe that would alleviate that type of problem. Yeah, here's the problem with just having a word count target for the day. Like a really famous competition is like NaNoWriMo. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yep, and I think every November a lot of people sign up to do NaNoWriMo and overall I think it's a great thing like it gets people writing but I also see the issue with the system where you've got to hit x number of words a day for the month is that you can just get words down for the sake of getting words down and then maybe if you're lucky that turned out to be good content. I think people who produce great content in NaNoWriMo did the blueprint before the month of November 
And so that when it came time to sit down and do X number of words each day, they knew where they were going and they had their their storyline plotted out. They had their character arc. They knew what was what needed to happen in the story. And so then it was just a matter of getting the words down that aligned with that plan. And so I think in that case, great, but you need to have the plan first in, in most cases. I, I like to, I say most cases because there's always exceptions, but this is what I'm saying most of the time is yeah, lack of planning and and therefore an inefficient use of time. And then it creates the overwhelm coming back to what you were saying about the the writer's block. Mm. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I mean a lot of it out there, a lot of coaches that I'm sort of around think, okay, we're going to write a book. But then we go looking for some help or assistance in this because obviously it's quite a big undertaking when you want to write a book, whether it's a non-fiction or fiction or whatever it is. But, you know, you often hear it's got to have a writing, like a word count for each day. This is the way you do it. And there's all these different ways. And I'm thinking it doesn't really suit everyone. And I'm sort of really glad that you're saying these things about writer's block. We're clearing that up, what it really is, and the word count. And it's really all about the planning because that would suit most people. I would assume that if you're doing like a non-fiction book, like a, with me, I did my one on balance. In a balance had lots of activities and things in it for people. I really had to do the planning first. I had to know where I was going. I had to know what the reason was for that particular book. So there's no way I could have been one of those pantsers <laughs> doing that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, and it's probably worth mentioning as well that sometimes people, I, I've heard this a lot, people could say that they feel stifled by having too much of a plan, like it's killing my creativity. What We're we're drawing in boundaries. Like boundaries actually, I think, are conducive to creativity. It's like when you have a, a writing prompt for the day, like some random writing prompt, like a, a cat just flew past my window and now write 300 words about this random thing, right? So that's the boundary now. You've got to write about this creature that just flew past the window that you think is probably a cat, but it can't be a cat because it was flying <laughs> so that's the boundary now and all kinds of creativity can come out of that spark which was boundary and this is also true for when we're planning out the story we start with our protagonist um you sh- there should just be one main character even if there can be stories that seem like there's multiple main characters ultimately you have one main character and you want to be clear on What is the change that they go through? Like if there's no change, there's no story. So we want to get clear on what is the change that they would go through. And then we can look at, okay, what happens in order for them to go through that change? And you can then start plowing it out into chapters and getting clear on what is is the objective for each chapter. That starts to become the boundary, right? Once you then sit down to write and you know this is the change that my character is going on and this is what needs to happen by the end of this chapter then you've kind of got free roam in how they get to that point Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it will end up where you said it had to like I'm saying what is the objective for this chapter but then sometimes yeah something happens and the character just doesn't do what they were supposed to do and and that's okay right it and then you go and adjust your 
plan accordingly because something amazing might have just come out of the chapter that you were writing. We allow for those kinds of changes is what I'm saying here. We don't, it's not so rigid that your creativity is stifled, but it's about having a plan to walk, to work towards, to make sure that you don't veer so far off the path that you just get lost and do walk into a sea of words and it becomes messy and hard to come back. So there is a lot of flexibility that needs to be allowed, but you start with the plan. You start with knowing what is the changes that will happen? What is the journey that this character goes on? And I'd say most importantly, what is the point of this story? It's so, this is one of the things that we cover in the blueprint early on is what is the point of the story? And and the point is related to what are you telling the world? What are you telling your reader about the world and life through your story? And once you're clear on that, what is the point of this book? It then helps you decide what goes in the book, what stays in the book and what needs to be taken out because so often one of the decisions or a lot of the decisions that you have to make along the way are what deserves to stay in the book and what needs to be left out and maybe put into a completely different book because not everything can go in this book. And so I've, I've kind of wandered a bit off the path with what I'm saying and it's about knowing what to come back to and, and having those boundaries whilst not being so rigid that you do feel stifled. Yeah, I love that. I suppose one thing I would like to just cover before we do finish is what would your tips be? Because I know with me, what really helped me was journaling first, getting all the crap out of my head, journaling it all, and then I was ready to focus on my book and really get into it. And by just getting all the crap out in journaling was a great thing that helped. And I don't know, I can't remember where I've heard that one. It might have been Julia Cameron's um, mm. stuff. But do you have the any artist, tips? The artist way? That's right, the artist mm. way. That's mm. where that came from. And I think that really helped me. But do you have other tips that help people if they have like a busy business or they are going to jobs and then just finding ways of, you know, being really productive in the short periods of time that they have? Yeah, so I think this brings us full circle in this conversation because we're really talking about how to get a book done when you have a day job and you're so busy and and you probably even got children, for example. And so you're going to need to break the task down into manageable chunks, which is why I started talking about the blueprint and, and we got into a whole conversation about that because that is a chunk. And even within that chunk, it has smaller chunks like it has a number of steps so you might say okay for the next 12 days what I'm going to do is do the 12 steps of the blueprint and suddenly it becomes manageable because to do step one of the blueprint is just like what is my why why am I writing this book and and knowing your why is so important especially when motivation is waning and it will happen it it is going to happen any artist will come up against resistance at some point and in to get past the resistance and keep going and keep doing your writing and, and doing your art or your work 
you need to be clear on your why. Why are you doing it? Why is it so important? Why must you complete this before your life is over? I mean, you're the bucket list <laughs> coach, right? So like, what do I need to do this before I die? And, and why do you need to do this before you die? And knowing that answer is going to help keep you going. So that's just step one. And, you, and it might just be, okay, all I'm going to do today is make sure I'm clear on my why. And if that's all you get done on day one of your book writing project, that's an awesome outcome, even if it only took you 20 minutes to do it. And then the next day, step two, you could say, right, I'm just going to do step two. I'm going to look at what is the point of the book. And then once you've got the blueprint down, that's a big chunk. That's worth celebrating once you've got the blueprint down. And then it becomes time to write the book. And you know where you're going. You've done what's known as the inside outline. This is a tool that I learned from Author Accelerator Program, by the way. If, if Jenny Nash ever hears this podcast, I learned, I learned about the inside outline from Jenny Nash. And it's such a great tool. I love it. And as part of the blueprint, we do the inside outline. And that means we know what is the point of the first chapter or the introduction and why is it important and how does it link to the next chapter? And it means you're able to do chunks of the book and, and focus on that particular chunk because you've already done the work of making sure that all of the chunks within the book are aligned and they flow. There's this um, what we call narrative drive that goes through the entire book. And because you have faith and knowing that the narrative drive is there, it affords you the freedom to go, right, I'm just going to focus on this one small chunk today and I know where that chunk has to go. And that's true for fiction and nonfiction, by the way, yeah. Yeah, oh, that is awesome. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for sharing all these tips. It's been fantastic and I'm sure people who are busy are going to stop using that as an excuse because, it. yes, you're right, it's usually on their bucket list. They want to write a book. So if it's important to them, it really is achievable if they just break it down or they get a blueprint. Become a plotter, not a pantser. <laughs> pantser, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's hilarious um, and I think that's, you know, awesome for people to sort of have a think about these things. So if people want to find out more about what you do, where's the best place for them to go? Go to my website at kyliezeal.com um, on my website there's links to all of the different social media platforms so if you have a preference on how you like to connect with people you can find me on any of those um, and there's I think there's also a there will if there isn't already there'll be a link where you could just schedule a time to chat with me because um, I love connecting with people about their book ideas and I like to know if I've got rapport with someone before we would even consider maybe working together but yeah my website start with that that's awesome thank you very much my pleasure thank you igniters if you have to write a book on your bucket list i suggest this might be the place to start stop making excuses and start now kylie has great tips on how to get started and get that writing happening if you want to know more about kylie go to her website kyliezeal.com for more about living your bucket list life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.